Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the OG Miami podcast, a space where we honor. Yo justo ahorita tenía que pasar el avión, ¿ah? ¿eh? Todos. Justo ahorita. Camioneta, sí, el avión. de tumba, todo. Welcome to the OG Miami. Ese welcome. <risa> dale, dale. Okay, dale. ¿Cuál es mi cámara aquella, no? Welcome to the OG Miami podcast, a space where we honor people that have been a part of Miami. An ever-evolving place full of rich history and great characters. My name is Alejandro Toro. And I am Omar Amador. And this is the OG Miami podcast. Welcome. Yes. Are we on? We are on. Are we on? What are we doing? <laughs> Everybody clapping. I can't. I can't because my fucked up arms. I'm like... I'm teasing. So what happened? Again? I fell skating yesterday. Like rollerblading or skating? No, in the like patineta. Yeah, I was skateboarding. Yeah. No, because I've been a skater my whole life. I've skated my, my entire life. So I was using it as a way of transportation yesterday in Brickell. Got it. And I'm just, you know, hanging out in my, giving my, my having fun. And all of a sudden, uno de los pavers, la loseta, the pavers mm. in, in the street. I didn't notice that it wasn't there. And you got wiped out. I ate it. Quick question. What's it like for a skater rolling down on Brickle? Right now? Yeah. What's Me the transportation like? What's public transportation it, like for a skater, a biker, somebody that's dude, that's looking tough. to It's tough, It right? is tough because there's a lot of people on the street, and then people have not, they don't there's understand no, the culture of, let me just give the way to the skater. And share. Exactly. Right? They kind of take up the road. It's kind of like an arrogant yep. kind of perspective on all that. All the time. All the time. That would, that would be an important change, I think, especially, you know, from people moving here from out of town who have a lot of public transportation access. You know, I think Miami's that's a, a fundamental thing. I don't even know what we're talking about. I'm just kind of this is exactly breaching the topic about. about. By the way, way so. for you guys, what uh, we're talking about is we're talking. Let's let's start this. Can we start? I want, okay, so wait, I mean, are we okay, doing like an start. action thing or how does that start? Or this is, is this like, no, we already okay, did that. Got it, we're, got we're in it. I got it. This is the first episode of the Miami OG podcast. Got it. The wonderful. idea here is to bring people. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. We made it. We made it. All the craziness. Hey. Thank you guys for being here. Dude, thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. The thing is that this was all born because I got the vision. Yes, And Omar got it too. We understood. And the idea here is to make, to bring, make this the cultural hub of Miami. Right. Bring people, everybody that has to do or that has seen or has been a part of Miami and uh, like the cultural emergence emergence of Miami. Un unite or exactly. what would we say uh unification of evolution people. evolution right okay exactly. i'm with that i like yeah. that a lot of yeah. what is uh miami right exactly. and and the 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 local scene merging melding uh coming together with all these other people that are that are really seeing Miami as an opportunity to start a new life, right? The whole thing with Corona kind of changed the, the game yeah. for well, a lot of people. Well, it seems like it's, it's starting again. So, like right, people are right, coming back right, now. Right, so right. it's like a new, it's a new scene that's, that's kind of, but like it's a new scene that's happening, but at the same time, we need to, we need to honor the OGs. Preserve, honor preserve, what, preserve. What Miami right. is really it's about. Funny, it's funny, it's cool what you guys are saying because after this pandemic, what we're seeing is like a resurgency of like a, a, a spur of growth again mm, in the mm -hmm. city of Miami um, but things that are happening during that growth it, that growth are good and some of them are 
Dangerous. Yeah, you know what this reminds me a lot of? The cocaine cowboy days. Yeah. Does okay. that make exactly. sense? You know, like Absolutely. the 80s where you had, look at, look at it now more than ever. I've never experienced Miami to be so dangerous myself, personally. You know, I'm an 80s baby, so yeah. I, okay. I grew up in the era post when all that cocaine cowboy and all those, yeah. you know, those murders were going on. We had a lot of homicide. We had a lot of assaults, a lot of people shooting up on the street. And you're seeing a lot of that resurgence as well, right? We got a lot of different people coming in. You see uh, shootings on South Beach more prevalent than ever, I feel. You see a lot of stick-ups, a lot of people robbing home invasions with guns. You know, you see this yeah. on the... Sicarios, we've seen them Sicar now in, right, in Brickell. Right, we right, saw right, two right. cases, one in, I believe, Coral Gables or Coconut Grove, and right. one in Brickell. That's, that's the craziness of it. So you, I, I hear the bad part yeah, of it. Yeah. I hear that we get that. And at the same time, we're getting a lot of influx of totally new culture, right? that brings and, and, and a, a, a kind of new perspective on the way we can do architecture. For example, we got the newest and the most prestigious architecture uh, uh, architect in the world. I forget his name, okay. the guy escapes me. He's the one that did those two um, twisting towers in Coconut Grove. Oh, you guys, I don't know those. They're, they're, they're like yeah. a, they're, to the level of Galatrava and all these people. I think that's the guy's name. Galatrava is like the most the, famous yeah, architect the, the, the in the Catalan, world. The, the Spaniard guy. Exactly. Yeah. Or okay. no, is it the Spaniard or some Swiss guy? I'm not sure. What? Okay. Whatever. That's the thing. It could be. Google it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're going to Google this. But okay, that, they, okay. these kinds of people are coming to Miami to leave their, their create their footprint, leave their exactly. legacy, right? Uh, the, the same way they have in other parts of the world that has made them so famous, right? So. Right down the street here in Alapada, I feel like we have uh, an opportunity because people don't know this, but we're the heart yeah. of the city. You see, okay, so before we get into that, just to give some perspective to the people that are listening, we are right now at Old Garden, which I like to think this is the heart of Miami, right? It, it really is. I mean, it feels like it. Well, where are we located? So we're right off of I-95, we're off of 112, we're off of 836, we're off of Northwest 7th Avenue, which is the old, well, still 441. Yep. Okay. We're off of Northwest 20th Street, which merges into Okeechobee. So, like, we're right next to Jackson Memorial, right next to the courthouse, right next to the 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 health district. The 20th Street yeah. basically fits Miami. Well, yeah. believe it or not, 20th Street merges into Okeechobee. Yeah. Right. Okay. And it merges into also 36 Northwest yeah. 36, right? So you and have going along it hits 22nd Street, 22nd. Uh, 27. So you can say this is the artery. 17. This is one of the this arteries. Is one of the, of and, not, and not only that, you got trolleys going back and yeah. forth. So the trolleys will move you within the the, the 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 District One. So there's District One trolleys. You have public transportation through Miami-Dade County that'll get you from Alapata or this area to the airport okay. or to uh, Broward, right? Okay. You have 40,000 employees right here with the hospital. You have Miami-Dade Community College, which is the medical, the medical campus right here. Okay. You have Lindsey Hopkins. You have CIC. You have Wynwood, which is five <laughs> minutes away. Overtown, where they're newly really, really redeveloping right down the street. Okay. Uh, Little Haiti, again, five minutes away. So I think, you know, Brownsville, a lot of people don't even talk about Brownsville. Brownsville is also right next to the, the LIA district, the new okay. art district in Hialeah. And, and we have the metro rail... That'll take you down to the Breitling, okay. which will take you from here to West Palm Beach and soon Orlando. You know, the evolution of South Florida will be that you'll see, in my opinion, forgive me, and you know, this is just an opinion. Mm -hmm. It'll be from Orlando to Key West. Soon okay. you'll be able to come in for a 10-day yeah. stint. <laughs> and you come in, you take if a... If politicians sit down and make some sense, uh, authorized projects that need to be authorized. And, and, and it'll happen. You it, see, it I think, you know, it, 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 Miami's the only place in, in the country that is open the way it is. Yeah. yeah. So we have, I think, so uh, the city of Miami mayor, uh, Francis Suarez, 
my hat's off to him. This guy, I really got a lot of admiration for him. He's doing amazing things in the tech scene, in the banking industry. You know, Brico, I don't know, a lot of people don't know this, but Brico is the second largest financial district in the country. Wow. Number one being Wall Street. So we're number wow. two, right? You got another tech scene. A lot scene. of money here, man. I had no money. idea that. Wow. A lot of money. So, okay. Just that, guys. You know, I'm no, sorry. I don't mean to rant. No, no, no. no that's just exactly what we're here for. But I, I want to give some perspective to the people that are, uh -huh. that are watching. Um, he is Will Latif. Yes, sir. And you are the founder, co-founder of the OG guard. Right? Correct, correct. You were born and raised here, man. Yes, you sir. You are la epitome, como se dice en español, thank de you, un thank Miamian. You. Born and raised, love this city. Yes, sir. How do you started doing this whole thing? You're a picker, you're an artist, you collect stuff, you do all sorts of things. How does this start? You know, um, that's a that's an interesting question. Thank you. I uh, <laughs> I was a personal trainer. I was a personal what? trainer no at 19. Way. No way. Yeah, 19 <laughs> no, no, years old. I wasn't expecting that one, man. At, at 19 years old, I started my uh, personal training company. Okay. And uh, I was in a, I started, I, actually, you know, I was a personal trainer in a really cool spa, the Doral Country Club. A golf resort and spa before it was the Trump. Uh, yeah, I used to work in 154th Street down there. Uh, yeah, 154 in Miami Lakes, isn't no, it? No, no, no. That's the that's the oh, Dark Shula. I was in Doral. Yeah. 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 Okay, dude, I graduated high school. I barely graduated high school. A month before graduation, the principal comes and tells me, "Yo, you're you're not gonna graduate, dude." <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yo, straight up, he goes, listen, you got like a 1.89. I'll never forget this. Ain't bro. happening for you. Yo, you need a 2.0 to graduate, G. <laughs> and he's like, you better make this happen or you're not walking. And I was like, oh, man. All right, so I went. I made up some, some Were extra. Were you really concerned or are you I really, scared? The, I was, you I was scared? bro, I was, you know what it would, it just, it would have sucked not to walk with my class. That's yeah. the only yeah. thing that I, I didn't really care about. Yeah. Dude, you know, I, it, school was just, it was a weird fit, you know? Okay. So I barely graduated high school. I didn't have many options. I never, nobody really guided me on applica the application process for college. So, story of kids. That's you the know, story yo, of I kids yeah. nowadays, man. Yeah. My parents, first generation immigrants, both of them worked super hard. I didn't get along with my dad. Okay. You know, my mom was doing the best she could, you know, and, um, you know, I just never applied for college. And then I applied maybe one or two times and it was a rejection. I was like, all right, college isn't for me. So I but went to Miami. It wasn't on your pipeline, it just okay. wasn't there. That's what, so I went to Dade. I went to Miami Dade. Thank you for Miami Dade for taking me in, you know, <laughs> yeah. when okay, nobody so else would. you did graduate. No, 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 no. I went for two classes and, okay, then, I, okay. and then I dropped out. No, no. No, jumping like two yeah. years of college. Let this guy be a not freshman, Not even two years, please. bro. Yeah, not even a freshman, bro. I went, I went there for, for two classes. Okay. And then, uh, bro, I was like, yo, this is not for me, bro. And okay. I just said, nah. I stopped. I started uh, personal training. This guy uh, was this football player. And he's like, he was working out. We were hanging out. We were going to parties. Like, yo, I'm killing it, you know. Bro, the girls love me as a personal <laughs> trainer. I get paid to I sit. I knew this thing was going to you know? there. And, yo, this is, like, the e the best job you could get as an 18. It's like something you see out the movie. Like, those little, like, TV shows or movies. Really, it was like that, bro. Miami okay. was so different. The influencers are nowadays. Exactly. Bro, but the thing yeah. is, check it. You got to remember, Miami's gone through this evolution, right? Like, we had, okay. like I was saying, the cocaine cowboy days in the 80s and the 90s. Then after that, you had a lot of Hispanic or Caribbean influ influ uh, influence. You had the, Maria, uh, the, the people, obviously the 70s, 80s, but I'm saying hey. after that, you had the evolution of the Marialitos that had been established here of course. for 10, 20, 30 years that had children. Those children were being... During that time, we had the TPS. Like, they, 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 El Salvador was having like a civil war. Right, right, and right. All right. the Central American people started coming here too, right? Right. You had a, an influx of like the Central and Caribbean culture, right? Yeah. A lot of those people came in. 
uh, 70s, 80s, they had children. Their children went off to be successful college graduates, people that were looking to make money and started to develop this city in a totally different fashion, right? You had the evolution of South Beach come in, the okay. 90s. Remember, it was old. I was born on South Beach, bro, Mount Sinai. Okay. Grew up on Lincoln Road, G. And Lincoln Road was not what it is today, homie, no, 30 it? years ago. No. Bro, you had, it was an elderly population, old yeah. old Jewish population. Okay. And it was run, run down, bro. You, okay. you, the people, the, the poor of... Poor people used to live on Lincoln Road. Yeah. Okay. Poor people. Not anymore. There was a, there, there was <laughs> a lot of uh, uh, low-income housing. They, the, the Not even low-income. They, 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 they had elderly. They had designated that for... It Pero was, casas de... Re, como casas right, de... Like, retire, sen, right. Yeah. Senior homes. Senior okay. facilities were there everywhere, bro. So it was like... We went through that. Then you have the development of different parts of Miami. You know, you had Coconut Grove, which was popping in the, the 90s. Mezzanote days, you know, had really cool nightclubs. Yeah. You had yeah. places in in um, Coral Gables, all that evolution of, of where that money was coming in, Brickle. And then Doral, for example, was a lot of Venezuelans. You guys, uh -huh. you know. Yeah, we took over Took there. over there, bro. <laughs> For sure. Venezuela took over, and there was a lot of money back then yeah. in, from Venezuela, yeah. a lot of oil mm -hmm. money. It was, it, it was a good takeover yeah. also for yeah. the city. There's you know, a lot of money takeover. right now. I just went recently, yeah. and it's crazy. It, like, well, the buildings, everything. That, that, merge, that emergence was a result of this South American Caribbean culture, right, okay. that came in, dropped the money that they were, they were producing in their countries. They bought land, and, um, and the route was, was that. It was you know, old money as well. It was people okay. that were coming in from different countries, you know, Colombia, the Caribbean, But it Venezuela. got developed by these people, which is the awesome thing. There was, no, that was very empty. 100%, I'm 100% in agreement with that. This, this is what I'm saying. So you had this evolution, right, in okay. that era. Yeah. And now it's another evolution where it's not so much the Caribbean, the South Americans, you know, it's Europe. Exactly. Asia, yeah. right? You got okay. um, people coming in, not even externally, a lot of internal influx okay. of culture, right? People from California, New York, Texas, Oregon. Yeah. Which is happening all over again. Yeah. All right over now, it's again. like a second wave. Second that's wave. That's coming back. Right. And they're investing and they're doing new, you know, projects. But then with that yeah. comes the people that come and just blindly put a bunch of money into places and they have no soul. Well, which is what brings us back to yeah. this place, which is what I want to talk to you about. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. Finish the story Sorry, about the yeah. personal so the, training. The thing with the personal training throughout was that back then, right? It was just this weird, like really, really cool hub of old money. Okay. And it was like the country club you would see in a movie. It was like the country club you would see on a TV show because it was, you know, it was very close. You know, yeah. it was a certain department. It's not like an international thing it is now, right? Okay. It wasn't, didn't have a big name associated to it here. It was just very local. And in that, you got to meet a lot of the local wealth. Okay. As a trainer. Which is very intimate as well. Very intimate, yeah. you know. So okay. I'm, I'm 19 years old. You know, I'm, I'm doing great personal training. And um, I... I was working out, <laughs> I'm partying, and bro, it was I'm it was amazing. And, ripped, you and know, the party scene was so different, right? So I we start doing events there with some okay. of the kids of the rich people that were there. Ah. Okay, okay. And what did you start doing there? When I was 19, I was the promoter for the rich, well, for the, for like those kids, right? Okay, okay. So I, I started, puerta, you find right, a party. Right, so I found little parties for them. Exactly yeah, what yeah. happened. So then. Okay. From that, I had a lot of friends that did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back then, bro, the club scene, the nightclub scene, the, the restaurant scene was so different. You know, it was okay. just, it was, I mean, so different, bro. It's so hard to explain. But So you can go into a club or a night and a bar and basically negotiate something and kind of have these 18 and over parties or 21 and over parties. We would kill it, man. I was 19 years old. We were making Boku bucks. I save up a, a chunk of change. And at 19, I quit my job. Okay. I hire my best friend. Okay. Or used to be my best friend. We don't, we don't really hang out that much anymore. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, that guy, we, we end up 
okay. doing personal training where he would call different municipalities, okay. uh, like Coral Gables, the city of Doral, Pinecrest, and so on, and we would offer wellness programs to the, to the city. Okay. Nice. And as a result, I got connected with the mayor, uh, Juan Carlos Bermudez, back then. We got connected with the Parks and Rec, the people in the Doral, because that was the first one we landed. Okay. We did some stuff for Coral Gables, for Pinecrest. And we got into um, personal training for the, uh, the Federal Reserve, the, the, the National Federal Reserve Bank that's okay. in Doral. Saved up a chunk of money. And Telemundo, uh, Univision, tells me, yo, let's do a TV show on getting fit. Like a little 10 segment mini series on. In Univision? With Maria Fernanda. Yeah. Yeah, Mafe. Oh Ma Maria Fernanda Lopez. How so we did that. is this world? Yo, bro, we did a little <laughs> segment with Univision. And then, um, yo, back then I was training some really cool people. You know, I was training a lot yeah. of golfers. I was training a lot of you people. Got in, you got involved was, in the middle of, a, of everything. So it was very lucky, you know. And then I went from there, Mafe, we did the TV show. I had some one of the guys tell me, yo, look, I got. Um, one of the, the, the people I was training tells me, listen, I know a guy that's selling a restaurant. Okay, Why don't we buy the restaurant, the meal delivery service? Okay. And by that time I was 20, 23, 23 years old. Okay. He's like, look, you've been training me. I believe in you. Let's go. Let's, let's go half on it. Okay. He was the money. I was going to do the work. Okay. We had to buy the restaurant in about three months. Something happened. We had to expedite it. Have to buy it in like three weeks. Okay. And the guy's like, yo, I don't like doing deals like that. So I'm that's out. Crazy. Right? And understandably so. So he pulls out. I had no money. Your partner. The, the guy, guy that was yeah, going to be your partner. So he abandoned you. Basically just says, look, I love you, Will. You got a good thing going. But I can't do a deal where they're pressuring me to do that. And I can't see the financials. If you want to do this, it's on you. Were you afraid? At a of course, bro. I was 23 years old. I had no money. money. I don't have no yeah, money. I had no experience. Yeah. I wasn't. Okay. Yo, you know, I was just going what, by the seat of my pants. What pan. was this place? So it was actually, it was actually a famous restaurant back in okay. the day. It used to be called Bites on Wheels. All right. Okay. The guy had five restaurants. His name, this guy, you know, was just this crazy guy who started healthy, healthy food back then when there wasn't any healthy food available in Miami. Okay. And as a result, he started uh, catering for a lot of these very um, powerful people in Miami. The people right? that, that have the money to, to be able to, to, be able to like private, cook for me. And, that's yeah. exactly. Yeah. Back then, you didn't have private catering services, yeah. right? So you're talking about the 90s. This guy would cook as a private chef healthy food for people to lose weight and deliver to the house. So this was a new concept, you know? You're a master identifying trends. That's you know basically that. what it was. So the guy tells me, yo, look, I'll sell you the business. You know, he wanted a chunk of money. And I was like, yo, I don't got it. But I, I, I was <laughs> straight like, so up. straight but up, I, I don't got it. it. I <laughs> want it, though. So yeah, exactly. listen, this is what I can do. I'm going to go back. I'm going to see what I can find. Whatever I can find, I'll come back and I'll make an offer. So I went to my dad and I was like, pops, I need some money. Mind you, me and my dad, me and my dad don't even, we weren't, we don't even, we didn't wait for that moment. And, you know, we had a real up, a real tough time upbringing, you know, he didn't really, we didn't really get along, you know, we had a lot of fighting, a lot of stuff happened, and at that time, he, I remember it, I remember it so clearly, we were in the living room, I go and I talked to him, I was like, Pop, I got this opportunity, I was telling him about it, I sat him down, he was at the head of the table, I went to his right, and I was like, look, I really believe in myself, I know I can do this, right, I need a chunk of change, he goes, all right, he cut me a check. He wow. cut me a check for $15,000. That's a great okay. story. Bro, but the, the business, want, he, the guy wanted a hell of a lot more than the 15 stacks my dad gave me. <laughs> okay. So I had to go back to the guy, and I was like, yo, I got 15 stacks, bro. That's and all you I got. OG yeah. it. You yeah. OG it. I tell him, I tell him straight up. I was like, look, yeah, this is all mine. I got. This is yeah. all I got. I'm 23 years old, bro. I, I really want to do this. The guy's like, all right, I believe in you. This is what I want you to do. I want you to pay me monthly claro. until you finish the debt. You got to drop five grand right now, and you pay me every month. I said, all right. 
You have 10 grand of working I had capital. 10, 10 grand working capital. I didn't have a kitchen. I didn't have any of this yeah. set up. So I just go. I start back then. You what know, was your food experience at the moment? Uh, cooking for my brothers when I was okay. growing up. No way. Okay. okay. But you knew your way around a kitchen. Well, I mean, as, as much as... No. You knew you were gonna make it happen. I, you know, the thing is, that's that's it. It's an attitude, you know, of like, yo, let's make this happen. Wait, that's the, yeah. that's the great thing because when, man, you had to go buy equipment, you had to go meet providers, you had to, and you had no experience, none. And the guy, and not only that, the guy said he was gonna train me, right? Okay. Part of the fee that I was paying him monthly, I didn't know, I didn't know how. I mean, I never. So done he was business. gonna stay with you a little bit. Stay with me a little bit, and then teach me how to cook, teach okay. me how the meal plans work, right? And then um, he, the one guy, Rafa, Rafa's been working, we've been working together. This guy's like a partner to me. This, we've been okay. together 14 years almost. And um, he was going to be assisting in the delivery aspect and cooking okay. as well, right? So this guy uh, was supposed to show up. I bought the business on, on like December 27th. I gave okay. him the deposit. What year is this? 2007. Okay. 2008, January 3rd, something like that. Okay. I'm supposed to start cooking. I have this little kitchen that I set up. I have everything kind of, I had rented a kitchen. Yeah. I had done all this stuff. And then, um, so I go to set up this kitchen that I had rented. I buy the food that I was supposed to buy. He gave me a list of things that I had to buy. And um, he never told me, yo, you got to buy it and, and defrost it. Like you got to okay. let the stuff thaw out, you know? Like, so you bought that stuff the same day? The same day I bought it. From, oh, bro, I didn't know, okay. dude. Like imagine you're just getting started in this, right? So okay. I buy all this stuff. All the turkey, all the chicken, everything I need to cook. He shows up and he's like, yo, it's frozen. I was like, yeah, you told me to buy it. <laughs> yeah. You never told me anything about thawing this shit out. I'm sorry for cursing, but yeah. you, never yeah. Yeah. you never told me. You just told me to go buy this stuff, right? Yeah. I've never cooked before, bro. What, like, yeah. He's like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. I'm out. He had no concept of prepping and none, none of that Nothing. Crap. I'm out. So I'm that's out. another partner that's. That guy showed up one day, saw everything, and he's like, peace, you're on your own. I said, all right. So for that day, uh, we were supposed to start delivering the next day. I started calling everybody that he gave me because I bought the book of clients, okay. basically. I didn't buy the claro. kitchen. I bought the book of that clients, and I started calling everybody, and I started telling them, yo, we're not going to deliver. We're not going to deliver. We're this new people, pa, pa, pa. Everybody was super angry, super, okay. super angry because these were wealthy, powerful people, and they, they didn't know me, whatever. You know, I was getting into yeah. the scene, but this is what I did. I said, all right, you know what? I understand you're angry. I understand you're angry. Here's what I can do. I'm going to train you for free. Do me a favor. Give me a shot. All right. Okay. I want you to believe in me. I promise you, if you let me train you, I'll let you know what's going on. We can talk. We can get on the same page and we'll get this rolling. I promise you. Okay. So like that, it went from 60 clients to like 15, 15 quality clients, though, that what happened okay. was yeah. they let me train them. I trained them all for like a month for free and fed them Okay. and fed them for free. That's okay. a full package, too. They got trained they, and they fed for free. This is what they're free. doing now. But th that was, I was making so many mistakes. That okay. I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could charge them, right? Okay. So I paid for their food. I paid for their, I did it all. And what I did was I, I got to talk to them one-on-one -on -one with what the service was like, what they were okay. expecting, you know, what the food tasted like, you know, what their goals were. They got to know me. They got to know and see, okay, all right. You know, I believe in this kid, you know, because okay. that's what I was. I was a kid, bro. So I, I, and that's, that's exactly what happened. Believe it or not. Oh, go ahead. No, no. And then... After this happens, you get involved with food, and from there, how did it, how did it evolve? So to, that's what happened. So yeah. check it. So I'm, that's January, bro. Okay. By March, I got these people. They, I'm, they, we, we, we're vibing. You know what okay. I'm saying? We, we, yeah. we're, we're hand in hand. Okay. They're seeing okay. results. They feel good. The food is getting on track. Yeah. People by March, people are like, Will, yo, 
Let me sign up. Let me refer you some friends. Okay. Let me refer you some friends. Let me refer you some friends. And there we Bro, go. I went from 15 to 56 clients like that. Boom, right? Wow. Okay. Those 56, one of them was this guy, Danny Marto, and uh, a personal trainer that changed my life. This guy was called Mark Megna. You know, Mark Megna was a professional bodybuilder on the cover of Muscle Magazine, on the cover of all types of really cool magazines. And he hooked me up with Drew Rosenhaus, which is the guy that they made the movie about where he's like, um, show me the money. You know that movie where Tom oh, yeah, Cruise, okay, where he's yeah, a football yeah. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Okay. Yep. So Jerry Maguire, the movie guy, the real guy here's in Miami, and they hooked me up with him. And I got to feeding all of the professional NFL, MLB players by March, okay. bro. So by March, I'm, I'm working, feeding these guys. We went. It went, it went, it was on a crazy roller coaster. We go from there, we start feeding, you know, uh, the president of the Estefans, we start feeding um, like A Rod, Queen Latifah. We oh, start you, feeding, then then, like, okay. then A Lister started. Right, so it started going yeah. really, really well. And we started expanding, we start growing. And bro, it just happens where seven years later, no, five years later, I meet Mari, my partner, my current okay. partner now. Yeah, and I have like a question did you, you ever pay your dad back that money? I did, I did. Yeah. I paid the fifteen thousand, then I asked him for another twenty-five. <laughs> so, he lent you those too. Yeah, so. He believes like in that. you though. Yeah. Huh? He believed in you though. Yeah, yeah. My dad. If it wasn't for my family, my mom, bro, my mom, from day one, my dad and my mom, both of them, yeah. both of them. You know, they believed in me. And my mom stayed. My dad financially was able to support me. Yeah. My mom, bro, was there with me every single day for like the first year. I'm talking about like every day. Cooking. How cool saw, is that? Bro, every How day cool is to have a role model like bro, your mom? Yeah. Doing that, like, like I, my mom was a single mom. Uh, uh, she was a, a single mother, yeah. And dude, to see the strength that it takes to do that, I mean, I'm not saying that that's how yours was, but when you see women in the life of a guy taking such a role model, it's inspiring. Yeah. Like, and we respect women differently, very, way different. Very different. Right now, bro. You know, I used to, I used to have this thing where my parents, I was like, man, you know, these guys were, they didn't. I was so angry at them, you know. And looking back now, I'm like, I'm so proud of, I'm so lucky. Yeah. I'm so, so lucky to have the family I have, you know? Uh, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. I, you know, I, 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 I truly am in love with myself. Yeah. I really love who I am. And that's taken a lot to get to this point. And it was a result of being born from these amazing people, you know? So We're in love with you, brother. I love, we <laughs> are yeah, in I love, love you guys you. very We're much, too. We're all in love you with you, brother, thank yeah. You, thank you. So this no. is, you know, that. Vera, Vera, cambio camera. Just yeah. a little bit of perspective. You guys are listening to a lot of uh, noise, and that's because we're outdoors. We're at the Oak Garden. We have the street, 20th yeah, Street right 20th here, street, so yeah. we can hear the buses. Pasan los aviones también. But um, it's part of the environment. And I think what brought us all here together is that we recognize that this is a place that has been built with your blood, sweat, and tears. And yeah. I thought I was going to get lunch. Oh, yeah, know. yeah. Is that, is There's that, a restaurant like, here, right? Yes, sir. Smart That, but also the lunch. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. We got you on the lunch, my man. I promise you that. That was actually a great point. Thank you for bringing that. You know, that, that, that restaurant is a result of my beautiful partner, Mari. You know, she's done an amazing job on the menu. She's done an amazing job on the food. So please stop by. We're here on 20th, centrally located right off of 8th Avenue. And that, that idea is that, you know, we provide healthy food at an affordable price to the community. You know, our prices have been the same for the past seven years. Um, and, and we look at, as hard as that has been for us to maintain, we see it as a responsibility to, to the community to be able to have an outlet for people to come, enjoy, have a, a relaxing lunch, uh, a nice atmosphere uh, within the city, and not even know that it's here, you know, because it's kind of a okay. hidden space on purpose, right? So that's, that's part of the attraction, the allure, is that it's, um, it's very quaint.
And besides those um, the, having smart bites here, then the venue has also grown into having more events and more like what, what's your what's your vision with this place? Yeah. So like we talked about when we first started is really having a cultural hub for Miami, having people okay. like ourselves really be able to promote what is, you know, this antiquated, this old school, you know, mentality of, you know, we have to. Not, not this old school mentality. Let me rephrase that. Sorry. We have to preserve this culture that has been here for so long. Okay. You know, we don't want to be squeezed out by new money. Okay. You know, and by, by, by truck money, man. At the end of the day, it's all coming in bulk. Yeah. And, and it's taking over. I feel you on the essence of the area. I feel you. Sorry, Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. But that's exactly it. Is that the essence, you know, can be bought out with money. You know, you want to yeah. buy people, buy the land. They develop yeah. the buildings and that loses. And they control everything. And they basically yeah. control everything. You know, and a lot of that has. And it doesn't have a soul. It doesn't have a exactly. soul. Exactly. You know, yeah. and so by being a, a, a family owned business, by being such a, a minority owned business, yeah. a woman owned business, you know, we are able It's been very difficult to keep this secret going for nine years that we have here okay. on top of that. It's, it's important that we do this work because we preserve this land to do, um, to create a space for people that are local or internet or from other, or just that are interested in, 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 in bringing people together to do something where they can express themselves. More independent. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about exactly. like what we were talking is essentially financial sovereignty. Exactly. And, I, and I'm not going here getting all Puritan or anything like that. No, but... Man, when you get this influx of money that comes recklessly, right? Okay. And I'm, and I'm, I, you know, I might get in trouble by saying this, but I totally agree with you. But if you, if it comes recklessly, it's like when you have a gallery that is not well curated. Right. Okay. Period. Money needs to be curated, or investment should be Correct. curated in Correct. areas for it to flow. Right. Absolutely. And in the beginning. With you know, and like to the last exactly, dude. Yeah, it shouldn't like be an overnight thing. Exactly, mm -hmm. man. Exactly. Actually, exactly. it's an amazing point. Uh, thank you very much. You uh, know, uh, I, I remember I, I I lived in this neighborhood for for a long time. I recently moved, and I lived in in Edgewater, which is very close to here, for a long time. And I remember seeing all these beautiful houses, all the small places around around the Edgewater area, which basically was a historic area. You you know mm -hmm, this better than mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I start seeing. They started this major uh, civil construction. It was piping or roads or whatever they started putting there, right? And I go and tell, I tell my wife, it's like, what's going to happen here? My wife, which is way smarter than me, goes, honey, they're developing. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, yeah, they're developing. Developing was that in three years, I saw 17 buildings being built in that same area. How many units? Wow. 170, 150,000, like crazy. The inventory was crazy. Yeah. And yeah. then you go, how is this happening? Who is this affecting? Right. Well, who is it affecting? The small guy that mm -hmm. came with a $15,000 loan mm -hmm. from dad to try to pull up his pants and say, let's do this and make a business. But you guess what? You can't because there is another dude with a million, two million dollars that is not actually willing to help you either. Right. You know, right. it's, like, it, it's their personal interest. They want to be able to yeah, maximize man, their I, profits and be able to, you know, capitalize on the opportunity yeah. that price per square foot here is much cheaper than it, much more affordable. Let's not say cheaper, much more affordable than many other parts of the country that these okay. people invest in. So they see it like as a as a yeah, it's a no brainer, you know, and to add a little more to the soul of the place right now, we're recording this podcast under an oak tree, yes, yes. which is why this is the oak garden. But Let's one of the stories that I know Omar hasn't listened to is. The story of the butterfly, man. I really that. Oh really, yeah, I've been, I've been hearing yeah, that. Yeah, man. I, that I really. Know what's going it on. gave me, it gave me, it made me understand that this place has been 
and look, Built there was just a butterfly passing by. Yeah. Well, those butterflies. All right, so those look, are monarchs, right? So, yeah, so those are monarchs. Part of the, the idea, okay, a typical butterfly garden, okay. it has enclosures, right? Yeah. So you enclose the space where these, but okay. So the way, first, let's go back a little. The, butterf the way a butterfly works is a butterfly garden works is you have to have enough plants to be to to have butterflies thrive okay. in all stages of their life from the beginning to the end. Okay. So before they go into, they, they're little caterpillars. Before they go in, they turn into the butterflies, and those caterpillars need to feed on something. So you have to have plants for them to eat. Okay. And once they eat, they go and they turn into, a, they get into a cocoon phase, and they have to have plants to protect them where they can put their cocoons and they don't get attacked by predators, like lizards, birds, so on and so forth. After they become, and they go in through the cocoon phase, they go and they become butterflies and they look for pollen that they then use to pollinate other plants, mm -hmm. okay? Now, most butterfly gardens, the way they work is that they have enclosures. And I saw that and I, and I saw a lot of dead butterflies on the floor and I was like, yo, this doesn't make sense to me. I'm not saying it's wrong, it just didn't yeah. make sense to me, you know? Yeah. I figured, you know, if we want to attract butterflies, we should create a space that's open where they can fly in and out and yeah. do their thing naturally, right? Yeah. The same goes for the birds and the same goes... Creating an actual habitat for these creatures... Without having to enclose it. Yeah, because, yo, I don't like... Yo, the cycle. I get, I've been in a lot of trouble, and yeah. unfortunately, I have been in jail, and that feeling sucks. No matter how pretty you make something, yeah. Yeah. being enclosed is, is just a feeling that is... It shouldn't be for anybody, it's for anything. Kind of, it's, it's limiting. It's, it's, so, so for the plants and the animals, what we do here is we focus on creating a habitat where... They're attracting, they're happy to be here, right? Okay. And we do that not only through the planting process, we do that through meditation. You know, there's this form of old school of, of, of massage therapy called Reiki. Okay. And Reiki is basically the movement of energy from the outer external, from the external, and using that energy to, let's call, um, let's call. Purify? Purify or kind Curate of. Curate. Or, or to move, you make that, you, you use the energy of the external to heal the person. There okay. you go. Oh, okay. To okay. heal, right. okay? Yeah. So you use it to heal. And in that space, if that's true, you know, maybe it's true that we can call or attract different, use the energy to attract different things, right? Or talk to different things. And uh, here's the story of the butterfly. So there was a plant here that one day just came out of nowhere, right? I saw the plant grow there. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm, I know it sounds like nonsense. That plant spoke to me told me, yo, don't rip me out. I'm important. It just said I'm important. I took it as, don't touch me. Leave me alone. All right? Let I wanted stay. to be there with you. Dude. Right. <laughs> it tells me five years ago, like five, six years ago, but it tells me, listen, I'm important. Just like that. Just. I saw the thing, and, and I swear to you, it said to me, I'm important. All right? I believe you. It, it, people have visions of all sorts, and, and nobody, you know, says, oh, you didn't have that vision. When somebody goes, I, I saw an angel. Well, yeah. Am I going to go like an asshole and go, yeah. no, you didn't see an angel. You just it's, saw it's, like a little. It's energy. It was it's just energy. energy. It's Bro. something that you feel yeah. And, yeah. and you connect to it. This so is what I mean by it. So Reiki, if Reiki's real, you know, if that, we yeah. believe in that as a real yeah. science, you know, and, and the fact that there is, you know, the, everything's energy, right? Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me, let me see what's up. Okay. So I left that plant alone five years, bro. My main guy, my main gardener tells me, Will, we got to rip that plant up because that plant is dangerous. It's got a lot of thorns. It's going to hurt people. It's a liability. I was like, bro, don't touch my plant. Yeah. Okay. That's the plant. Yo, that, that do not <laughs> yeah. touch my plant, bro. Leave it alone. He said, all right, all right. He goes around. I was like, yo, do not, do not touch my plant, bro. That's my girl. Yeah. Right? So then mm -hmm. she, I, he, he leaves her alone. A couple years go by. He comes like, bro, Will, it's getting big. 
That thing's going to hurt somebody. It's dangerous. We should cut it down. I was like, dude, what are we talking what about? What kind of plant was it? So I had no idea a what it was. Really? No. Well, that's the thing. So part of the plant process is kind of like ident- okay. being able to identify yeah. these characteristics that makes that, that you look for, right? So like exactly. in, in, in cannabis, for example, if someone's, you know, smoking cannabis, it's yeah. a plant that you, can, you can't hide its smell. You can't tell somebody it's tomatoes, right? Of course. People who Unless know the smell. Unless you live under a rock. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> People know the smell. So it's a very uniquely, it's a very, it's called, a, we do this in business, a unique proposition. What's it called? I, USP or unique uh, selling points or something like that. Okay. The, it's the same in plants. Okay. The unique selling proposition or whatever that is, is the smell. Okay. If that plant is medicinal and it smells a certain way, maybe other plants to smell have other medicinal qualities. All right, so I look at the bougainvillea and the bougainvillea is medicinal as well as it attracts butterflies. And I was like, yo, what's up with the bougainvillea that may be similar to other plants? What do we got? It's got massive thorns and that red flower. We got things like roses, which are really pretty and have thorny, thorny, too. thorny too. So I saw the thorns on this thing and I was like, maybe this has a really cool flower. Okay. Let's just wait and see. Five years go by, bro, nothing. The plant just grows and grows and grows. No flower, nothing. It just overgrows and it grows into a corner. And I see this guy coming, walking around and all of a sudden... I go, and he, he's looking up towards the sky, and I go, Jeff, what are you looking at, bro? And he goes, dude, do you know you got a, 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 a giant swallowtail butterfly on property? And I was like, I mean, this guy's staring at the sky, walking around, completely dumbfounded, right? Like, yeah. blown away. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I've seen her. She's beautiful. She's yellow with black. Oh, so spots. you knew what kind of yeah. butterfly well, it was. I didn't know what she was. I just if knew. this guy tells me that, yeah. I'll be right. like, but I, I, she would kill it? Or? Right. No, when he tells me giant yeah. swallow, I was like, all right, I knew which butterfly it was. Yeah. I'd take it. She's yeah. a monster. Because this is your you know? home. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I, I know her. What's up? So I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, where's the, le- the, the prickly lime or something like that? Uh, the Florida prickly lime. I was like, what are you talking about? No. He's like, yeah, bro, where's the Florida prickly lime plant that you treat you must have here that attracts that plant? I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, homie. What, 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 what? He goes, it's either that plant or the root. And I was like, all right, maybe I got root right there. He looks at the root and he laughs. He's like, bro, that's not enough to track that, that butterfly. You need to have this prickly lime, this Florida prickly lime. That's an endangered plant, it turns out, because people rip it out because of the thorns. Oh, no way. <laughs> so this plant is in, a, in, in naturally growing habitat. It grows in Florida, but people rip it out because it's thorny, because yeah. it looks like a weed. It has no purpose. It's not pretty. It has nothing. Nothing that would qualify it as like a thing you would put in a garden. So a complete prejudge. Right. Yeah, they judge exactly. the book by yeah. its cover. They just let you know. So I said, all right. He goes, I go, look, I don't know what this plant looks like. Describe it to me. He goes, dude, it's got thorns. It's got little, little leaves. When he said thorns, bro, I was like, yo, Jeff. <laughs> Yo, Jeff. Are you fucking kidding me? I was like, me? Jeff, you, yo, Jeff, no way. You cannot, you're bullshitting me right now. Can, I don't know if we can curse or not, bro, but no, I was, no, no, right, no, so the guy's it. like, yo. It's the podcast the guy, of your business. Yeah, you goes, can oh, curse. I, I think cursing is, is important, bro. It's a, they got this new thing on Netflix, too. They either cursing the history of code. Uh, curse, uh, anyway, so the guy goes, bro. I go, Jeff, you have to see this plant, bro. Come with me. He goes, and he goes, Will, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> you realize you have an endangered plant right now? I was like, no, I did, had no idea. I do know this. He's like, bro, so, so well, how, do you, how did you maintain this plant? I go, I ignore her. Yeah. Right? You know, Some plants you, need that. Well, the thing is, you know, you got to be, you know, imagine you're dating a girl, right? Yeah. This is how I treat the plants, all right? Yeah. 
Imagine you're dating a girl. No te me pongas romántico No, but this ahora. is the truth, bro. I swear to you, this is a, my main philosophy. This is what I'm saying. It has to be the management of energy, too. Okay. You know, you have to treat your plants lovingly, caringly, with respect, yeah. with a lot. However, yo, if you're on, a, if you're dating somebody and you're all over this girl, you're calling yeah. her, hey, where you at? Yeah. You can't be but eager. It has to be the right amount. You know what I'm saying? Right it has to be a little bit. Eagerness will mess you, you up. Right, big right. Time. Like if you're all over her and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. and the girl's like, yo, get you off me, give me my space. Right. Whoever shows the hunger. Doesn't eat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you gotta give them a little bit, you give them a little, you know, yeah. okay. give them a little, take a little, give a little, take a little, right? Okay. Dale línea. Okay. Dale yeah. línea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're fishing, bro. So yeah. that kind of thing. And so that's how you treat the plants. You can't, can't be on top of them. And I talk to them and I tell this story to a lot of people. They think maybe I'm a little nuts, but I talk to them and I tell them, all right, for most part, most of these are ladies. I know we have some male plants. For most part, most of these plants are ladies. And I tell them, ladies, all right, whoever wants to be on property has to show. They want to be here. They got to be willing to put the work this in. This is a full okay. conversation yo, with your plants. Straight yeah. up, every day, yeah. all the time, Serious. talking to my okay. plants. Yo, if you want to be here, you better show it. I cannot babysit you to be here. Yeah. Nobody's going to babysit you. We're going to take care of you. We're going to give you everything you need to thrive. So it's not like you're watering this place all oh, the no, time. Oh, no, no, we water. You you, we, that's okay. what I'm saying. You got to okay. give them yeah. enough to thrive. However, we don't fertilize, yeah. so there's no actual... Um, you're not boosting at the growth of it. Yeah, we're not giving it this not okay. this chemical. We're not yeah. giving it steroids. Yeah. We're not giving it. They have what Miami's offering them from the ground. That's exactly. it. Yeah. And we compost here, so all the fruits and vegetables from the restaurant, okay. everything that goes, none of it goes to waste. Okay. So we put that in a compost system, and we use just our own natural compost. Yeah, at the composting. end of the day, that's your own soil. Right? That's the okay. idea, bro, soil. to demonstrate. Yeah. Well, you know, you talked about that financial sovereignty. Yeah. It's fundamentally a, a part of our part of it, yeah. the, the business plan has to be where you can demonstrate you're making money, you have a profit, you have a profitable business, you're doing something for the community, yeah. and at the same time, you're regenerating the green, okay? So it's okay. important. Those are, it's a three-pronged approach. Those businesses should be protected. That's the thing. You know, protecting the environment, f- f- being able to be financially sovereign or, or financially okay. independent, yeah, sovereign, yeah. Yeah. independent, and at the same time, do something for the community. You know, the idea that we have f- food available for people, healthy food available, I think is something that we're doing for the community. You know, that's... Okay. So that's that's the story of the butterfly and the plants, bro. Now, and, that, and now the picking. How yeah. how you started collecting stuff? Because you have a lot of stuff around here in your property. You you have a tow truck. And you, you haven't have, even been to the back, man. There's there's buses and I, and, there. There's, and you and I have friends in common that do this here in Miami, like Ruskin. Yeah, Ruskin. Remember a cool Rico, guy. Yes. Crazy Rico. Very cool people. So all these people how do you start it with that, with your collection? Uh growing up poor. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Everything right. has value. Everything so you has save value. Everything. Exactly. Everything has value. Growing up poor, the mother of creativity. What is it? Necessity. Yeah. Necessity yeah, is I the mother of say, creativity. It was a All necessity right. hoarding type That's of it. thing. Yo, yeah. my mom was the most ingenious person. Uh, is the most, not was. Is okay. the most ingenious person. I have ever met. And I'm talking about a country girl that has, you know, she went to college. She, she was a nurse and all that. Yo, but straight up, this country girl, bro, that, okay. you know, she grew up dirt poor, bro. I'm okay. talking about Christmas. You would leave shoes out. Oh, this is a story that broke my heart. It makes me almost cry every single time. But my mom, since she was a little girl, she, there was like seven siblings. She would leave her shoes out for Papa Noel to be able to come out and leave something inside the shoes. But my mom didn't get presents from like, Three to like 11 years old. Not one year, Papa Noel came and left presents in her shoes. And we think we have it hard, right? And we wow. think we got it hard, yeah, bro. You know, so she yeah. told me that. And she told me that story later on in life. She didn't tell me that yeah. when I was younger. She's like, yo, you have no idea what, what, 
Dude, you know, and yeah. I'm at 14. I'm I'm harassing her for Nikes. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, I'm like you yo, don't love me. You don't love me. <laughs> and then and they buy me Reeboks, and I'm like, no, no you no, don't get it. You don't mom? get it. No, you know. And then yeah. later on, when she I'm like 29, she's telling me the story about not having anything as a kid, and I'm bawling in tears. Right, I'm like, damn, yeah. mom. You know, my dad, same thing. My dad was like an orphan at eight years old, growing up on the streets and halfway houses, and, and it's like, yo, we think we got it hard. You know, yeah. they did the best they could, bro. And so. Anyway, I'm sorry, getting back to the... the what are the, you trying to create here well, in the old garden for the future? What's, is this your legacy? What's going well, on? Here? So going back to that necessity and how we started collecting, it was that, you know, the, the demonstration of being able to do things for yourself and being yeah. able to, you know, build um, with what you have. The, my right. motto is make art with what you have. Okay. That's it. You know, there's no need. Like, I'm not, what I mean by what, what you have, I don't, I, I mean, not, not going anywhere. Like, okay. looking... Immediately in your environment right away. Okay with whatever you have and making something yeah. happen like we made this studio right now Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Just like that with whatever you have <laughs> yeah. and in that space if you're comfortable constantly creating there I feel like You can be financially sovereign because no yeah. matter what kind of obstacles you incur or, or, or come across you're gonna well, figure it out. It's a principle of yeah. homesteaders at the end of the day when right. you go back and you look at homesteaders and not back now is a trend now people are homesteading left and right and the principle of homesteading is being able to be self-sufficient with what you have try to maximize as much as you can without having to expend a lot of money because at the end of the day you're leaving off the land it's not like you have a business or anything like that and you see these guys making furnaces out of you know baldes de like barril well, barrels the, this table this right is now spool, man. you know it's a spool. Yeah. I mean, it's just whatever we have but a lot of the, most 90 percent of this stuff was waste of course yeah. so stuff that people were throwing away you, know? you just pick it up. You bro, ask Mari. I have pictures, bro. We had a, a, a old, an old Chevy, like a 1990 Chevy that was all beat up. I got it for like 1600 bucks. <laughs> bro, we would drive around in that Chevy and whatever we, we would, I don't want to say dumpster dive because that wasn't really what we would do, but, <laughs> but, it, but, it, was dumpster <laughs> but it was. But it was dumpster diving. Yeah. When we first started this, bro, we would drive around and anything that we saw that was being thrown away of value, bro, we would just pull over. <laughs> we would be driving. It didn't matter where because we didn't drive. Like she has, yeah. she has a really nice car, and I would always have like a beat up, like an old beat up truck, yeah. right? Okay. And bro, Marty's the most bouted girl. I tell you, this girl comes from Key Biscayne, from like all this like really nice area, everything like that. She would ride and die with me, like ride or like all, all the way every single day would ride with me in that truck. Keepers, care. those are keepers. She would never care, bro. And <laughs> she, we would ride in this beat up truck and just pick up whatever we thought was a value. And right? you, y tú con la nena fina en el and camión, she, en el camión bro. And, she, and let me tell you, she, as much as, as we look. And Marty's very chic, I can yeah, tell you bro, that. She, she loved it. I think, you know, we had yeah. a blast doing it. And that's basically how we created this space. It would just be like, okay, this is what we got. You know, we have a little amount, limited amount of resources. It's not like. You pick up stuff too, Lalo. I think oh, yeah. I pick up stuff from this oh, all but, the I time. Mean, your, truck, your van is yeah. super yeah. cool. It's like the coolest van, you know, and the, you made it functional. You made yeah. it a workspace. And that's really what this is about, is merging that and that kind of yeah. mentality. That tiny home revolution yeah. or My that My wife idea. hates it that it's, I, it's I, but I pick I up stuff. I can't have a place that yeah. doesn't have a soul. Like, the, and that's the thing for cars for me. I need to drive a car that when people see me, they're like, yo, what's up? They know like, who it is. I like, yeah. I, I like what you're doing there, yes, you know? But then yes, it also sir. speaks yeah. to you. Right, That's exactly. important. It needs to speak to you first, because if not, it's not yours. Well, I feel that. That's the thing. <laughs> you know, I'm being, being, buying a car off the lot, a new car, I understand, yeah. you know, the kind of comfort and the kind of uh, reliance you depend on, the dependability of it. However, it's another car. It's not really speaks of who you are. Yeah. Like, what exactly. you guys are doing, I think, is much more unique, 
you know, it's much more beautiful. This is way more more fun more yeah. than all those jobs we've done around. Yes, <laughs> made, yeah. I mean, we make money of yes. it. Yes. A lot of money. Yes. I'm, I'm actually going to take this uh, opportunity to introduce ourselves because we haven't yeah, done that. We haven't said, we've been speaking for an hour, but um, this is Omar Amador. I actually met Omar uh, doing voiceovers. Yes, we did. And same agent. Yeah. We, we have, have the, the same, same agent. agent. We do voiceovers here. Um, I was born in Miami, but I didn't grow up in Miami. I grew up in Venezuela. Then I lived here in Miami for a little bit. Miami welcomed me with open arms, man. I had the best opportunities of my life here in Miami. That's where I met Omar in, in uh, doing voiceovers. It was great for me. I went to LA to search for bigger opportunities. The West Coast was awesome. I enjoyed it so much. But now that I'm back, I'm like, I feel part of that second wave that's coming back and saying, exactly. No, you yes, know what? It, we, this, all this envy, place. We, yes, we all envy yes, you sir. in social yeah. media, yes, though, because this guy <laughs> yes. posted the craziest and gnarliest stories from Orcas Island, and he was exploring the great west of the United States in a van. I, Now, I mean, check I, it. I wish I had that. Wait, but but real, quick, I mean, wait, wait, real quick, I want to add. Yeah. Check it. Look, homeboy went and he did all of that, right? Yeah. You know, all the experiences he's bringing back Oof. with him, all the Tons. memories, everything that Tons. he saw. Everything yeah. is yeah. in that perspective, yeah. Yeah. and he gets to bring it back to Miami now and build as well. Muffalo, more flow. everything that he saw yeah. is being harnessed in this city, and that's yeah. what I think is happening now. Exactly that, you know. We got to see as, as we grow into this next stage of our life, you know, where we're bringing back all the all of our experiences, all of our ideas. And landing them here, yeah. that second wave you're talking about yeah. is that that landing, that fruition, that that evolution you talked about yeah. Omar earlier. That that is happening with so many external ideas, and at the same time focusing on preserving what has already been created here. So I appreciate you guys coming back and Omar bringing all the experiences because I know you guys have done a lot of a lot of work uh, in the entertainment industry. Yeah. We'll call it entertainment. Or is that called, um, it's all I've entertainment in, for I've us worked in the entertainment yeah. industry. You, you have too. Yeah. yeah me entertainment. Too, me too. Right. So that, that whole experience, that field, that background, and now seeing Miami as an entertainment hub as well. Yeah. I, I you know what I love about what is happening right now? I've been working under the umbrella of networks for years, right? For over a decade. And it's cool. It's mm. awesome. You get a lot of experience. I got, tremendous agree that's I've, the thing man. i travel the saying. world with them I've yes co i'm i've covered two olympics i'm, Yo, about, bro, I'm about come to on do who my, gets to do that exactly i'm about to do my third one but when you sit down and you're able to speak from the soul from the heart and be free is so cool i i think that lalo and i have earned that through the years you don't get that in the beginning of your career I'll go, I'll, you yeah. can't you can't, yeah. have you can't it. bro because you got to be going you got to put yeah. the work in you sit back and you go Yo, I, I, I won an Emmy. You know what I'm saying? Or, 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 or you yeah. have major accounts where you... This guy has the craziest, nicest voice when he gets... Throw gracias, something gracias, gracias. So is it Lalo, Alejandro? What is it? Well, no, people call me Lalo. Okay. My friends and family call me Lalo. It's funny because I never introduced myself as, uh, as Lalo. But the people that really get me, that you know, that I get along with, they end up calling me Lalo. Lalo's my cousin's name. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're so Lalo. We're already family. You are yeah. baptized, sir. Yes, I'm sir. Lalo here. Yes, I'm Lalo. Sir. Alejandro Toro, pero I'll take Lalo. I, I like, like it. it. Like it. I yeah. like it a lot too. Entonces, what are the next steps? I want to talk about the next steps of this podcast. But what are the next steps of the Oak Garden? 
So working with you guys, being able to create this hub, you know, uh, Beto, Christian, they're amazing guys as well. They're behind the scenes, you know. Uh, they're they're also Rafa, you know, Rafa, Bianca, Rafa. We did a little a shout out to Rafa. We, we, we don't we don't give enough. Rafa. I don't know. I, I I focus on giving this guy yeah. as much credit as I can. But if it wasn't, Rafa is an amazing addition to our family. Like really, yeah. This guy's a sound engineer. You know, we having, did a short segment with him before we started with you. We were just Thank honoring, you. Yes. honoring. This, you guys know this guy had guy. an amazing radio show. I know, <laughs> we bro. were talking about that, right? You guys I, talked I, about I that. Share cabin with this guy. This guy is an outstanding outstanding, voiceover. outstanding yeah. gentleman. So yeah. having him part of the team. There's another guy, um, Carlos and CJ. These guys work at the Actory. They're the ones that introduced me to Rafa. So I've been very fortunate, and they're also here, located in Alapada. New frames with Universal. No, they're actually they're guys. Yes, they're from yeah. Universal. I don't know. I'm not friends with them. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm friends with Carlos and CJ. Universal, I've never really been. Ah, yeah, CJ, CJ, it's their company. Yes, that's oh, their yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. Universal exactly. Casting is. No, 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 no. They have. Oh, I don't know if it's Universal Casting. Si, CJ, el hermano, no? CJ ah. Bornicelli. Si, si, yeah, so yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, the sure. owners of Universal Casting. They yeah. split. Oh, okay. they split? Oh, okay. oh bueno. okay. I didn't know. Sorry, Carlito. Yeah. 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 Rafa knows this story. He knows the 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 story. He's like, don't even mention that. Dude, I know Carlitos okay. very bueno, well. These guys are amazing. These are amazing guys. I love them. You know, so I've been able to work with them at the yeah. Actory. They're also here located on 20th Street. Check them out, Northwest 27th and 20th Street. Doing amazing stuff. Uh, for actors, models, coaching, yeah. bringing really, really cool people. And they were the ones uh, that, that introduced me to this team. And, and this outlet, they gave me a little bit of, of they gave me a lot of practice. They gave me a, a home to be able to explore, you know, this, this outlet of acting that I wanted to get into. So, and that's how I met Rafa. Hey, actor, oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> were, were, were you any good? I mean, let's I'm ask putting them. you in this spot, but I feel I think I did all right. You know, for I've never done acting before. I loved it. I love okay. being in front of people. So I was like, what all right, was your do. first audition? So what, what do you had to do? Oh, well, I didn't actually go to auditions. You know what I never? used it for? Never. I wanted to. I but, what I, Booker, baby. But, but what I did was yes, actually, straight Booker. <laughs> bro, straight, straight, bro, we would go and what I would do is so, bro, you guys have acted, you know, that that feeling of being in front of a crowd of people. Yeah, is very much the same experience of being in front of people in business, right? Like, Of course. So that, yeah. that you're the center of attention. You're, right. you're the so guy. Public speaking is like the number one fear, I think, of people. The same risk at the it's end the of the same day. Risk. Same risk. You know, yeah. how much balls do you have to do and, and portray whatever it is exactly. in front of people and yeah. have make an ass out of yourself if you need to yeah. to really convey a message, you know? Exactly. And that takes courage. It I have so time. much respect for actors and, and models that have, bro, that takes a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And the mental fatigue that you that, that you go through, you know, going the stress. So I got I got a feel for that. And... Um, well, that's where I met Rafa. So that's going back to that, these guys are amazing. And Carlos and CJ are also part of the team. I very much, you know, they do stuff here from the actory. So this is what we're creating. The next step for, for this place is to unify all these amazing minds, these, this talent, this experience, yeah. and the, the tools. You guys have all these different gadgets and all these different tools that alone, none of us really... They're not part of your tool belt, man. They don't, exactly. Yeah, you know what so I mean? So it's like together we all do different things and we form this, this you alliance. You can do everything, but that's you can thing. get people to do everything. Mira, well, that's Lalo, the thing. Lalo uses a word all the time that I love, which is conectar. Conectar. Yeah. And connecting. And it's, it's, it's all about that. And yes. You've learned this through the years. A hundred percent. It's not what you know. It's, it's who, who you know. know. And here in Miami? More than ever. Man, More than like all. the that, holy grail. And that's the thing. So getting this place yeah. to be a space 
for people. You know, Rafa met the guy from Churchill's, I think his name was. The guy who yeah, came here, hey. and he was checking the space out, and it was like a cool experience. Been there forever. Right. And so Rafa He's hopefully will be here forever he and be is, the yeah. OG of this place. And that experience where they get to meet was created here. You know, for us to be able to meet all types of people here, that's what this experience is. Whether you be in music, in uh, visual arts, uh, uh, food, food, food culinary, yeah. culinary arts, you know, all kinds, whatever art it is, yeah. you know, gardening is an art, right? So Big time. Big time, all of that. Yeah. We want to express that here and show Miami, hey, even though you don't graduate high school, maybe you don't even go to college, maybe you've been in trouble in your past, maybe... Maybe you're not even from here. Maybe you're not you even from, but you love bro, the place. there's no rejects anymore. There's no rejection. Yo, just get your, put right. your boots on, bro. Yeah. You want to do something, go do it. This is the place to get something really cool established, really cool to grow, to prosper, to get the city behind you, to get people behind you. You know, Alapata is doing something with their net administration. Hopefully the commissioner here I'm gets like, involved I'm as well. I'm liking you know? what's happening right now because That's they, it. the problem is, and I was actually speaking this with uh, Mari before, that, um, Government, this growth of this area actually took by surprise government, I think. Mm. And it fell that way. Mm. You have to be lineal sometimes when, when places are developing, you know, and you can't be all about multas y fines y esto y lo otro. No, no, let's organize the way that people can ex execute their ideas, support them, but in an order orderly fashion. So okay. as a result, can I just say real quick, with that mindset, you said you completely described this gentleman called Yariel Diaz, all right? Okay. Yariel Diaz, this guy now works for the, the city of Miami. He used to work for the net administrator team here. So the, the net administrator, just to back you up a little bit, is okay. something called the Neighborhood Enhancement Team. All right. All right. Okay. So that's I like it. amazing. I Imagine like it. having a wow. team okay. that's completely dedicated to developing the neighborhood. Wow. Yeah. And that includes residents and business owners as well. All right. So this just guy, in Alapata. Just in Alapata. So there's an Alapata net team. Okay. There's a team, uh, uh, Coconut Grove. There's one in Brownsville. There isn't many teams, though. Okay. okay. So, But this guy and this guy was the one that was solely responsible for integrating us as business owners into the city or the, the, um, the city of Miami. The, the, I'm not sure if Alapata is a city or a community. Incorporate? Incorporated. I got to figure that out. Okay. It's a city of Alapata. I right. think it's okay. city, city of Miami. Yeah. Okay. We're in the city of Miami in the neighborhood of Alapata. That's what it is. We're in the Alapata neighborhood. There okay. you go. Do we know over there? Yeah, that I think it's the city people, of Miami in the neighborhood of Alapata, District yeah, 1. Yeah, it's the city of Miami. Yeah. Right. Yeah. City of Miami, neighborhood of Alapata. So yeah. this guy. Just, as, just like Wynwood. It's a neighborhood. It's a neighborhood. It's not a city, it's, right? Yeah, so it's Correct. the same part of city of Miami. So this guy, he, um, unfortunately, they they moved his position, so he's no longer with Alapata. He's actually in the okay. city of Miami. Okay. Yariel Diaz and this guy Celso, they were they were fundamental in that experience that you're talking yeah. about. Not so much the fines, not so much this, not no. so much that. Make it right. Make it right. Yeah. Make yeah. it work for the city and make it work for the business owner. He was the liaison. Yeah. What, what, what purpose does an inspector has if only he will go to enforce but not to educate? That's, you know, and we've seen a lot of that's, support. That's, that's and, Yes. Uh, you yeah. know, it's like I, I did this project in my home the other day, uh, and I built a lot of stuff myself. Yeah. And I wanted to build my own fence. And I, I, have, I ended up not doing it because I was threatened so much by inspectors. And I was like, but, but this is not promoting me being useful, self-sufficient. or No, it's all inclined to promote business or collecting something for it.
Okay. And, and at the end of the day, if we are only focusing in the reward of what we're doing, we forget the process. And that's the thing. So, you know, as a result, that, that whole experience, Yariel was able to yeah. manage, mitigate that. You know, he really guide and show, okay, this is what you should be doing. And now they're like more well, engaged with the community. Well, we are very fortunate here in Alapata because we have something also called a neighborhood resource officer. You know, okay. we have a commissioner. We have people that are on board, the inspectors as well, where they, they communicate with business owners and they call and they say, listen, you got to take care of this. That's right? what's up. You know, if you don't take care of this, we're going to have to fine you. Yeah. Okay. But it's not like they just show up and put fines on the door and be okay, like, yo, okay. take care of it. They're Live. looking out for the They're community. looking out for yeah. the community, exactly. bro. So this, this is a real unique space because... And I, I've lived in other places. I've worked in other places of the city. Okay. You know, they're a lot more like what you were saying, just handing out fines, making it very difficult to make something happen. Yeah. I don't feel that way here. Well, you know? What do you think? Exactly. Look, I've always had, and I was telling this to, to Alejandro, what do you think about what's going on around the area in terms of environmentals? Like, meaning we are not curating this, this landscape. Mm. I, I, are we curating the landscape? Who is doing this? Like, for example, Winwood. You go to Winwood. You go to an Arbasel uh, uh, yeah, period, no no. and you have walls that are by extremely incredible artists. But then these guys that are also really good, but they're not famous, they end up having to find places to showcase their art that is not so much visible, or or they put something in a wall that is crap. Well, so I feel exactly that. Or vandalism. So that, but you know, if we go back to the history of what is graffiti, you know, it was vandalism, yeah. right? And so that understanding, you know, we grew up with a very cool yeah. culture here. We had Crook and Chrome and MSG and all these kinds of people that were yeah. coming in. Atomico, shout out to you, this guy Adam's doing something yeah. really cool. You yeah. know, he was the one that started doing faces, or like an image instead of a name. Yeah, but now Atomico has spaces and he does really nice things. Like, so, so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, we got respect for them. And by and the way, the he's tagged. Always incredible. So always, that, always yeah. incredible. So respect and shout out to these guys that are doing that, yeah. that kind of work. And yeah. at the same time, I think there's this new wave of what you're talking about. We talked about we're not giving. So you guys said you said that, right? Yeah. We're not well, doing anything to promote the green or what, we're not doing something for the environmental kind of aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, like promote the people being useful, like doing their own things. And, and, and that, I think, is the next wave of what we're talking yeah. about. You know, having a real conscious evolution of what is art and landscape and nature. You know, finding the beauty of that yeah. and the 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 i guess the 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 meeting points at which like rio de janeiro rio de janeiro right now I've, I've i've been there a couple times and i've always been fascinated by the concept that graffiti is not illegal it's not considered vandalism right. there however they do have a problem they do have a problem because tagging and 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 graffitis are all over the place so i am not i'm not suggesting to go to all that extent but i'm suggesting to have some sort of plan that will integrate the artist into Omar, the process. Have, I have never actually had this conversation with anybody. Thank you so much for bringing that to the table, really, because that is an amazing movement that I think can be really executed or demonstrated. Yeah. That has been the intention of this place is to demonstrate the art in nature, right? And, in, and it's in Florida, basically, yeah. Yeah. what grows naturally here. You know, so far, it's only been dedicated gardens or public works, uh, public... Um, public parks yeah. right, that have focused on this. No gallery that I know of or no place that I know of has focused on the art of nature yeah. and creating a space that has Well, you, you have an fully. award here, right? For well, we got an award from uh, the citizens of South Florida, Citizens okay. for a Better South Florida. It's called an Arborist Award to be able to... Nice. Um, yeah, that was... 
you know, we've been able to transform the green canopy here. Okay. So you feel the temperature here. Believe oh, dude, it, it's so fresh. It I was worried that yeah. I was going to be sweating my ass no, off. I actually no, have a towel. No, it's nice. It's, it's fresh. It's well, nice. we do that nice. because the canopy here is about 40 feet up. Okay. And the li different layers of the green, okay. they reduce. So we have a 400-year-old oak tree certified okay. on property. And uh, then we planted a bunch of other trees to be able to create natural shade. Esta okay. una ceiba, no? That is, um, I forget what that one's called. Birch? Um, no. no. No, I think I, that's I a ceiba, what they call it. The, one that is in the, the ones that are in Cora Gables. Yeah. Right? Yes. And then that, no, which one's that one called? Uh, uh, ficus. Five. Thank Five. you. Ficus. Ficus. Forgive me. Okay. Forgive okay. me. And so then in that, what we yeah, do is we also manage uh, the direction of the wind. Okay. Where's the wind coming from? A lot of that used to be in old Florida architecture. Okay. The architects would have really focused on which direction the wind comes in and maximize that okay. in terms of air conditioning. So, you know, in all, if you look okay. at old Florida cottages, they didn't have AC. So how do you, how do you stay cool? Of course. Because it's that always was, been hot. And it's windy, <laughs> the wind. They okay. manage the winds, right? They built for, they, okay. they encompass that. And so we have uh, the bay right here towards our east. And you can feel that breeze constantly coming in because okay. of the, the tunnel, the vortex kind of thing that's created by the buildings. Okay. So everything's built with that in mind. Even during the hurricanes, the tree, the wind seems to pass over okay. and not really affect the garden. Oh, okay. Well, okay. it's so refreshing here. Right? It and is. I love it. Dude, it's fresh. <laughs> uh, you, he explained a tremendous amount of scientific terms right there that I did not get, but it is fresh. fresh. Thank you, brother. Thank you. That's, Thank that's you. So look, the Dude. idea here to bring miami og ambassadors that's how i'd like to call them that sounds and i great. think you're going to be the first one thank Our you first miami og ambassador here yes, is sir. people that are involved in making miami the cultural hub so not only the artists but then people that are working in government they're yeah. doing the right thing business owners like yourself exactly, too. exactly exactly yeah. we even we even spoke about people that have just been involved let's say an employee of a place that has been there 20 years yep. and it's been this guy the same yep. guy that everybody knows if you go to that place, that there's that waiter that's been we there. We have those characters around exactly. the neighborhood. You know, exactly. Mur Murdoch. I know you guys know a lot of them. You know Murdoch? Murdoch. Tell me. You I know, know Golden. Yes, of course. Ah, of course. That's, yes. That's yes. A, that's yes. a guy yes. that has been all and over the place. Andrew Dosalas right Dos down the street. Salas, right down boy. the street. We right? grew so up in the see? same town. Agreed. So this is, you know, and they they're bringing something also. Yeah, you man. Know, they're, that, that kind of influx. They're young professionals. That are that are doing something in the city. And buena locura. Yeah. Yeah. Buena locura. That's the cool part. Remember, you know? wait, people are gonna come in. There's a second wave of people that are coming in that are adhering to the Miami culture, yeah. and we can show them. Look, this is what Miami is. It's not. I mean, it, the the big buildings, all that stuff. It's part of it too. The party. Yeah, the and bikinis, all that. the partying. But the, you know. but this is the soul. Right. You know, this is what keeps people here. Yeah, you know, that brings people in, but this is what keeps them. I kind of laugh at the story. You know, Mari, when we first met, you know, she, her world was basically like Key Biscayne, Coral Gables, Coconut Grove, Brickle, okay. right? And <laughs> that, that, that's Omar's world right Mari's now, by like the way. This, but he's like, <laughs> why? ¿Por qué me estás poniendo como la fresa? Bueno, <laughs> o sea. bueno. But, it, but it was, you know, so it was like being <laughs> able to <laughs> and yo, So I would, you know, we would go drive around and we go to like Hialeah or we go to Opalaca, uh -huh. we go to... You know, Carroll City, we go to Homestead, we go to places. Barrio. Yo, pal barrio. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yo, and she'd be like, yo, this is, is, is this, like, I didn't even know this was here, you know? Yeah. I, I didn't know Miami was so big. You know what I mean? Yo, and so then it was like, and we would, pra we would actually practice, you know, what we would do is, all right, we would do spatial mapping in their, like, in the head, right? Yeah. So, okay. all right, where are we in Miami, you know? And I would 
Did tell, she orient herself? Right, because Miami was way bigger than what she knew. My and, wife has that yeah. problem. You know what I'm saying? Time. So we would just yeah. drive around and we would just go to these all these different places, bro. And not only Miami, then we would go to Broward, which is a whole nother world, nah, right? I see, okay. yeah, I see it's a whole <laughs> nother world. Bro, but I've been bro, I've been driving around since I was eight years old with my dad. Yeah. My dad used to make deliveries. So I, you know, I got I was I've been from Key West to everywhere in Boca, you know? So okay. that's what it is. Just really yeah. exploring that, all these different kinds of neighborhoods, all these different cultures that make up this wonderful city, this wonderful county, because this Miami-Dade County is huge. Yeah. yeah. It's huge. You it know, influence. It has influences from it, all over the place. It's Miami-Dade County all the way to the bottom. Like well, so you have Miami-Dade County that goes down to Homestead, basically. Okay. To Monroe. M Monroe. To Monroe. To right. Monroe. Okay, to Monroe, okay. Right to the beginning of the Keys. Okay, and then okay. from there you go up to like 200 and something, yeah. 211, 220 then you go Street, Broward. and then it's Broward. Yeah. Okay, but so, it's, yeah, it's, like it's a big you said, area. But it's the chunk. It's a big area. Yeah. East to west, and it's where everything's happening too. So, do you know the difference between Miami-Dade County and the city of Miami? I do not. Anybody? Mete mano. So that's that's Miami's. Okay, so the state of Florida is divided, I believe, into, I think it's 12 or 16 counties. Okay. All right, so we're in Miami-Dade County. Mm -hmm. And as a whole, Miami County, I believe, has like 26 cities or something like okay. that. I don't know how many cities. Forgive me. I don't, don't quote me on this. But it has a series of cities. And within that cities, you have different neighborhoods. Okay. All right? And within those neighborhoods, you even have communities. Mm, yeah. All right? Okay. So, and that's basically how it gets subdivided politically. So right now, the city of Miami is Francis Suarez. And that he, um, he works with different commissioners in the city. He's got five commissioners that manage different districts. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Those districts are a conglomerate of neighborhoods. Okay. All right. And in that, those neighborhoods make up the different cities. Does that make sense? So it's okay. like you have so many politicians. Oh, my God. But that's you why have, bureaucracy is so huge. And, that, and yeah. it's important that we understand this. If we're going to be doing this cultural hub, and Absolutely. if it's really our goal, we, we, we have to. Identify the issues. We have to work with our politicians. Yeah. We have to yeah. understand yeah. the municipalities. We have to understand yeah. our local government because that's where it starts. If we do not understand who's representing us and who we can go speak to, we're never going to get anything done. No, okay. but in, yeah, you don't go nowhere. Yeah. You, you go yeah. nowhere, yeah. you know, yeah. so really okay. being able to identify these key players in the city, in the county, in our neighborhoods that can make these things happen, that can put people together will be fundamental, especially in this podcast, yeah. you know, to be able to to execute this plan. Y que las opiniones no se queden en el aire, that opinions don't stay in the air, that the opinions are heard and analyzed by group of grown-ups mm -hmm. listening to themselves and say, yo, yeah, we could do this. But it, we it, should do that. It's communication, you know? man. It's connecting. It's exactly. like, if, if we don't, if we don't, exactly. we have to make ends meet. Like, we have, as a, as a hub, like, we have, we identify the problems and we identify the solutions and we're here offering a space where we can bring them together. Y ahora and, en esa nota, espérate un segundo, con tu voz más grave de locutor, con tu mejor voz, la normal, esa es la que invita tengo. a la gente a que conecten, por favor, Lalo. Los invito de mi parte, de parte de Willy y de todos los que están involucrados aquí en el Oak Garden a que vengan a presenciar esta conexión que se vive aquí, conexión con la naturaleza, con lo que significa Miami, con todos nosotros y que sean parte también de este movimiento que es el que viene del alma de Miami. Me enamoré, wow, me enamoré. Wow, you wow. did, a little I bit. Did. I you, fell in love with you a I little bit. I saw this here. I got goosebumps. Se le pusieron los pelos. I saw that, yeah. It's beautiful. It is. And it's important that it's from everywhere, from all yeah. over Miami, all over the county, because we have very different issues. For example, yeah. South Beach, 
Yo, South Beach is Otro Leo. A whole yeah. other world. Yeah. And it's right over the yeah. bridge, bro. It's like that, that's where I had my first apartment. That, that's where, I love that's where Miami Fino. that's where Miami said, you know, welcome Lalo. Bro, I did in Bar yeah. Harbor, oh. by the way. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, totally different series of issues, bro. <laughs> you know, they're dealing with like sand erosion and like rising Everything. water and like and we're 15 minutes away. Yeah. And it's totally different yeah. concerns, you know? Yeah. So it's imperative that we bring that kind of melting pot of people and issues and concerns so that we can develop in a way that we're all united, you know? Rising water, environmental issues, art, mm -hmm. influence of money, gentrification, the financial, the tech, the all of that has yeah. to be brought to the table yes, and talked about it as a whole so that we don't get overrun by any one group whatsoever, uh, uh, more so than the other. Preach That's it. So, that is what Miami OG is about. That's that is what, what yes. the O Garden is about. That yes, is what sir. this show, what this movement, what all of this is about. Exactly. So I think bringing you in here as the first guest. Thank you. And I mean, we're your guest as well, being yeah. here. Appreciate so you very much. You. Thank you very much, and, Lalo. Um, and I think that it was great for us to understand really. the vision Thank you. of what we were trying to create. I think we all understand each other. We're all on the same page. Now, let's connect people. Let's I agree. Let's make it happen. I agree. And on that note, You're welcome. If you have the description, if you fit the description, contact us, right? Yeah. We want we want to hear the stories of people that are making stuff happen here. That's the thing, because we know? don't know, like we you guys know a lot of people here in Miami. I I know some, but Miami is uh, uh, a, a divergence of so many different yeah. things. There might be there there's niches. Mm. that we might not even know or identify. And somebody can come here and say, dude, do you know that this has been a huge thing in Miami for the last 50 years? I'm like, no way, really? Yeah. And yeah. bring that in. So issues también, it's an invitation. También, it's an open invitation for anybody that wants to activistas. be a part of what Miami is in its essence. Come show it to us because we're open. Yeah. And, and, and not, not only open, you're concerned, you're interested, you know, you're interested to hear exactly. these different and, and let people know what's happening. And I think that is a unique perspective because in order by doing so, you're, you're creating a platform um, aside from major networks, you know, a very local, very intimate platform that people get to come together and, and, and express vest, themselves. We, we're vested in our neighborhood, right, in our, right. in our yeah. city. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I live here and yeah. I've been here for the past 15 years. This yeah. is home. Yeah. Yo como que me quedo. Yeah, Yo como que me yeah. Quedo. you've been around, it, but for <laughs> me, I, you know, my daughter was born here. She's a Miamian. I have a house here. All these issues that we're talking about. I lived in the development of Edgewater, like, like, like I said before, that affected us. So mm. these issues, they, they, they need to be talked and, and the growth and the good things needs to be showcased. The same way that you know the bad things need to be identified. identified. Yes, sir. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Gracias, Rafael. Yeah. Gracias, yes. Cristian. Gracias, Beto. Okay. Gracias, Mari. Gracias, todo el mundo. And Bianca, let's give a shout out to Bianca, Bianca. too. We Bianca. love her very much. Thank Bianca, you. I love her very much. I want to see those photos too. Yes, yes. We'll get and um, the OG squad, baby, we got it right OG there. Squad. That's my OG squad. That's yes. true. That's true. I mean, yes. I wish I could turn the cameras and. You I'm guys can see everything chain. that we're I'm seeing here. I'm going to put a here. big chain of money, like a nice big, you know, Miami U chain. I'm going to do it with and, my phone. Uh, and that's going to be the OG squat Let right there. Let me tell you. And she's with it, too. I know she is. She's with it right there. I know she is. I tell you she is. Give me the turnover chain. <laughs> I think that, you know, her friends look up to her, respect her. She's a, a, a woman that set out to accomplish something. I got mad respect for her. Yeah. I really cherish everything that she's done. And um, she's she is the heart and soul, again, of this place as well. So we got to give mad props to Mari, even though she wasn't here talking right yeah. now. Oh, no, she'll be she, here. She'll yeah. definitely one day, we'll hopefully she'll yeah, be yeah, here. Yeah, we'll get her here. All the food here <laughs> comes from that mind and that um, palate. So enjoy. 
And I hope you can make it out to try the food. Bueno, y ahora no vamos a decir almuerzo, esto se ya, acabó. ¿no? Ya vamos a comer. Esto comenzó, gente. Yes. Esto comenzó. Esto no yes, se acabó. Gracias, Lalo. Gracias por Thank hacerme you. parte de Thank esto, you. macho. Dale, de verdad. Gracias a usted. De verdad. I fell in love with this guy first sight. I don't y después me escuchó. I believe you. ¿Quién? No, no te escuché. Eso primero, fue antes de escucharme. Te escuché primero porque yo escuché una audición. I heard an audition <laughs> of this guy and I was like, this motherfucker is going to get all the jobs here. We're done. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of this, guys. Thank, Thank you, guys. you very much. So next time. Next time. Yeah. Dale. Thank you for tuning in to the OG Miami podcast, where we honor the OGs of the city we all know and love. Broadcasting to you from the Oak Garden in Alapata, together with an amazing team of OGs, we want to invite you to be part of this. So if you know a true Miami OG, let us know. We'd love to have them over. Until next time, my name is Alejandro Toro. And my name is Omar Amador. And this is the OG Miami podcast. Follow, oh, follow and, and subscribe. subscribe. That, that's okay, it. all right. Okay. So they should do what? Follow and subscribe. That I like that. I, let's uh -huh. do. Let's do. Let's finish, okay. and then and then we go. Should we do the whole thing? Let's do it again.